Hi, this is Karen Walker. Welcome to No Dumbing Down, a podcast series for senior leaders. We're focused on creating the internal strategies to drive and support your external growth. I spend a fair amount of my time in meetings with senior leaders. And in these face-to-face meetings, mostly people are trying to solve problems, set strategy, that sort of thing. But sometimes a lot of good ideas are left right on the table. What happens is we tend to shy away. We think conflict is bad or there's only one way to deal with conflict. For many people, that's avoiding or sometimes it's competing. In fact, what we know is that conflict is inevitable for any people, any two people who are working together, any group who's working together. And that beyond being inevitable, it's in fact healthy. We often see it between the different functions in the organization, right? So there are some natural and inevitable conflicts that arise having to do primarily with different values, different methods, sometimes just different priorities. What we want to do, though, is to make sure that it surfaces and that it is fairly resolved. It's not just the loudest voice in the room that it's able to win anytime a conflict comes up. Here's some ways to think about conflict. We use the Thomas Kilman model, which actually gives us five different responses to a conflict. It can be helpful to think about these in advance of a conflict, or even when you're in the middle of the conflict and how you need what's the right way to resolve. So the five different responses are avoid, right? So this is just like not dealing with the conflict, which is something you'd want to do if the conflict wasn't very important to you or the other party. You can also accommodate the other person, right? So this is sort of letting them get their way, or you might think about that as letting them get their needs met, and you would do this when your needs were pretty low. Competing is a third response, and that's like getting your needs met, but not the other person's needs. That can be appropriate when you're sure you're right or when the other person doesn't have very strong needs. The fourth position is called compromise. This is what we see most often in organizations because it's a fairly expedient way to deal with the conflict and some of everybody's needs get met. Just be careful not to overuse compromise because you will be either spending too much time on a conflict that doesn't need to get that resolved or not enough time if it's something that's really important. Because for the really important issues, you want to move towards collaboration away from compromise and towards collaboration because collaboration is where everyone's position is heard and understood and everyone's true needs are met. Uh, You don't want to, this is not the default position. Actually, none of these should be default, but collaboration in particular should be reserved for most important conflicts. Many of these require some level of actual dialogue, right? You don't have to have a lot of dialogue for avoiding or even accommodating. But the others, you really should have some level of true dialogue. And in order to have dialogue, you have to have a willingness to understand and appreciate the needs and concerns of others. There's an excellent book by William Isaacs called Dialogue, the Art of Thinking Together that I often use with my clients in order to just have them see really the difference in debate and dialogue. Dialogue being paying attention to the needs of others, having a willingness to explore, and perhaps to come to an outcome that's different than what you at first expected when you entered the conflict. So just in summary, a couple of benefits having to do with resolving conflict are these. You really optimize the needs of all parties, right? That Those needs are met in a way that everyone feels like is optimized, not particularly maximized for one party or the other. 
you can ensure that all the voices are heard, not just the loud ones in the room. And we know who those typically are in, in our teams. Um, but to make sure that all the voices are heard and all the positions are comprehended and considered. And then lastly, it's just really good team behavior to deal with conflict. Because without it, you lose trust and respect on the team. And without those things, it's very difficult for you and your organization to be able to work at your potential. So rather than thinking about conflict as something bad, remember that it's something inevitable and, in fact, healthy for your organization. Get really geared up and have the good fight. Hey, thanks for listening. You can also join the conversation using hashtag no dumbing down across social media, or I'd be grateful if you'd subscribe to no dumbing down on iTunes. And of course, please rate us while you're there. You can also head to no dumbing to hear this episode and more and to sign up for our newsletter delivered to your inbox each week. Take good care. <music>